the there's always time for the drive-through deal because no matter how fast you are at making breakfast mcdonald's is faster start your morning at mcdonald's and enjoy one of our tasty bagel sandwiches for breakfast try the steak egg and cheese bagel or the sausage egg and cheese bagel order ahead on our app and pick it up curbside Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Hello. Are you ready for this? Tres, dos, uno. Here we go. How do you say here we go? Hi, I'm Elmo. Apparently. And you're listening to You're My Best Friend with two of my best friends, Marcia. Fly slaughter. I have an answer for everything. I should have been a lawyer. You're just a confused person. This is very true. I know. In the jar. In the jar. I, I got it. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And guess what? What? You didn't say the intro. I... Damn it! <laughs> ah! uh, and I got it done right. We're good. There's no problem. Season two is going to be great. But uh, I don't like the precedent that we're setting here. What precedent? That you get to say everything and I just get to sit here and look pretty. That seems very sexist to me. Well, not only that, but it also seems counterintuitive as we're not a video podcast. We're just a normal podcast. Exactly. So no one has any idea. I mean, I, for all they know, I could be sitting here wearing pajamas on the top half of me and business clothes on the bottom half of me. Well, you are, so... Shh, don't tell them that. I mean, we're in the middle of this, like, multi-million dollar studio. I know. And you're wearing pajama tops. We paid it, we paid it off, rented it out so that we could record our second season here. And I don't know what you people are thinking, thinking that we're just in a garage. I mean... Who accuses of being in the garage? I A lot of people. Can they, like, can they hear the difference or something? Like, I don't understand. It's it's the echo and the acoustics. Um, no, 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 that, we did it on purpose. Yeah. But Moxie, I, I do want to say welcome back from Yemen. Uh, you look very tan. Thank you. Um, I mean, you, you were in the desert, so. Yeah, the desert of China, where it was humid and really warm. And I got a sunburn on my last day in Beijing, which was great. The when, other did you go, when did you go to Beijing? I, I was there last week. You were in Yemen last week? No, I was in China last week. All last week, actually. It's not true. Yeah, it is. I was in Xi'an, and then I was in Beijing. Then why did you tell me you were going to Yemen? I never told you I was going to I Yemen. I have audio of me saying, have fun in Yemen, you said I will. Because at that point, I had just given up on life and friendship and tacos. Whoa. whoa I know. Whoa. I know. I gave up. I gave in to Chinese food for two weeks, and now I'm back. You do realize that you, you betrayed... Journey. Journey? Yes. Why? You stopped believing. Oh my gosh. I did. I I would like to make a formal apology. Journey's not answering your calls anymore. Oh. They don't believe in you. Are they out on a journey? They're doing something. Are they uh, trying to avoid me? Absolutely. They are. They, you know, here's the thing. I guess I just threw away my shot. I, I want to I address something here on the podcast. About right. two weeks ago... About three weeks ago, Moxie Ann forced me to listen to something. <laughs> is this the expose? Yes. Cool. This is, this this is, is the tell-all. This is the tell-all. 
we uh, I volunteered to drive her to this this gig that was like two and a half hours away. Which, by the way, we drove through a six point whatever earthquake. Yeah, didn't even notice. Yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah, not noticing that we almost died on the highway. It's fine. It's not like my mom called me a good four hours before she should have been awake and said, hey, are you guys okay? And I was like, yeah, we're in Ventura. Why? <laughs> She's like, because earthquake. They're real. The earth shakes. So on the way back, Moxie insisted. I did. I mean, to the point where it was basically either let her do this or uh, she was going to walk home. I actually held him at. Uh, well, I didn't have a knife or a gun, so it was like a paper cut thing. I held him at paper point. I think it was a fly swatter, but still. Yeah. I mean, that would have made more sense. Actually, yeah, that does make more sense. Yeah. Can I change my answer? No. Darn. No. Too much editing. I don't want to... Uh, we, we fired our editor, so we can't really... I know. We can't really uh, do much more than that, but uh, she, she forced me to listen to the Hamilton soundtrack, and I did. Uh-huh. And? <laughs> I don't like admitting stuff like this. Come on, Ruben. This is a tell-all. This is a tell-all on how you torture me. I didn't torture you. You forced me to listen no to one... something I didn't want to listen to. And now you love it. So really, who's the real winner here? It's, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda. It is. It is, technically. And Spotify. He, well, no. I use Apple Music. So, oh. so Lin-Manuel Miranda. I use, the I, use the good, I use the good stuff. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Excuse me. You're excused. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, uh, so the last two weeks, Moxie and I have been messaging each other back and forth as she's been uh, trying to escape the Soviet Union, and just Close randomly, enough. you know, we've been going back and forth with random Hamilton mm-hmm. uh, quotes and, and re- <laughs> remakes and stuff, and it's just been really. And so, I, I posted on Facebook that I hated you, and somebody got really <laughs> mad at me. He did. He did. Okay, so he posts on Facebook. I'm gonna pull this up really quick. Um, do you remember what exactly it was that you posted, Ruben? I posted, uh, for the record, I hate Moxie Ann so much, she knows why. Yeah, so he posted that, and one of my family friends commented, I hope this is a joke, not something I can put up with. And you got into this entire Facebook argument (laughs) with my friend Brian, who, shout out to Brian because he's awesome, but he kind of didn't get that this was a joke. (laughs) Yeah, which is pretty funny. Yeah, but you said, sorry, Brian, I 100%, wow, I 100% hate Moxie for what she did to me, but it's a good hate, so yes, a joke. And he said, bro, if you got beef, please talk to her. She's an amazing young woman. Please don't make this public and cause people to question. Just saying, I would give my life for that family and don't like to see stuff online like this. Hatred will only hurt you. Disagreement is fine, but no time for hate. I, here's the one thing. I love, I met Brian. Brian's a good guy. He's a great guy. Wonderful guy. Awesome guy. Tremendous. He's amazing, actually. He, he's, he's a tremendous person. And, and you know, the stuff that he's involved in, uh, you know, great stuff. I mean, I, I, honestly, absolutely one of my... Why do you sound like Trump right now? I'm I'm channeling Trump. I'm trying to do the hands too, but my watch gets in the way. Ah. So in the process, I'm like, I'm trying to joke with him as well, but then he takes it seriously. But I do want to say, like, if there's anybody you want on, on your side, it's definitely this guy. Yes. You know? Oh, this is the guy you want in your corner. This is this is your no questions asked friend. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I do want to apologize <laughs> to him for getting his blood pressure so 
high up and <laughs> possibly causing him to almost have a stroke because I can I could sense the uh the defense and anger coming from him. So um but yeah, that was fun. Ruben, I hope you've learned your lesson that hatred will only hurt you. And you gotta stop hating because disagreement is fine, but there's no time for hate. Wiser mm. words have never been spoken. Except by Lin Manuel Miranda. When he said, who lives, who die?" I was trying to pick, who lives, who dies, who tells your story, and right. or history has its eyes on you. So be careful, Ruben, because history has its eyes on you. Uh, that, can, that actually concerns me a little bit. I know. The fact that, that one day, somebody 50 years from now, you know, after I've been dead for 45, uh, will po- potentially listen to this podcast and be like, Oh my God, this guy's such a jerk. Yeah. That concerns me too. That people will think I'm a jerk. Yeah. Okay. I have a serious concern for your well being. So do I. Yeah. But for different reasons. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that, I just wanted to say that, that, uh, if you haven't listened to the Hamilton soundtrack, go and do it now. Yes. Do it. Like right now, like stop the podcast. Just do it. Go and listen to Lin-Manuel Miranda's incredible writing. Actually, you know what? Don't stop the podcast. Keep listening to this podcast and then listen to it later. Hey, 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 I have a tie in here. Don't stop the podcast. Dollar in the jar. Don't stop the podcast. Seriously, put the dollar in the jar. Okay. All right, Moxie, we're back. And we're back. From a podcast commercial break. Podcast commercial break. Are you just mimicking me? No, I'm practicing my radio voice. Okay. Do you like it? No. Can I Can I try the intro now? No. Please? No. Welcome we to th- Your no, My we, Best we have Friend. Things, we have things that we need to discuss. Oh, we have fine. To get, we have to get moving on. Next time. And the sooner, the sooner you give up on your dreams of saying the intro, the quicker we can get to being a successful podcast. Wow, that sounds very similar to what my ex told me. Except other words. San Antonio? Maybe. (laughs) Anyway, we we actually, we have some topics that we want to discuss with people. We do. Not to be confused with tacos that we want to discuss with people, because we wouldn't discuss tacos, we would eat them. We also discuss them. Yeah, that is true. We should start having tacos in the studio. I I feel like that would make for some strange ASMR. (laughs) Really weird ASMR, kind of consisting of a lot of crunching, and then oh man, I dropped it. And then- <laughs> whoa, whoa! So we have some things that we want to discuss here on the podcast. Some some things that are life, life and death stuff that we like to discuss here on this podcast. Um, life, death, and tacos, or lack thereof. Life, death, and taxes. All right. Death, taxes, Clinton as president. <laughs> Oof. Too yeah. real. Too real. Too real, but I mean, it didn't happen, but who cares? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people who care, but let's not talk about this. <laughs> uh, so let's, you have a topic that you, you, you messaged me the other day out of the blue, and I don't know how this came up exactly, but you asked me a question. I did. And I don't think I answered you. No, you didn't. And we need to talk about this okay. because- while I may not be getting married anytime soon, um, that does not stop me as a woman from planning for the future. <laughs> B- 
because I believe that the future is very important. And I also believe that in the game of weddings, while they are stressful and very difficult for people to get through, no one has to be offended in this. So I think that before you even meet the guy of your dreams, you need to know who's going to be in your bridal party. And so because of this, I asked Ruben a couple of days ago if he would be one of my bridesmaids. And he didn't really answer me. And Ruben, I want to, I, I want to hash this out. Let's talk about this. Well, okay. Let's well, talk about this. Well, I'm, I'm not against talking. Actually, and I think I, I said I prefer that we talk about this on the podcast um, because at least we can monetize the conversation and it not true. You know, part of it might go to pay. You know, if for, you do something well, why do it for free? So here's here's the funny part. This that scenario hasn't been. It, that wasn't the first time that it's been offered to me. No. No, I've actually been. I have multiple female friends in my life. Wow, I'm surprised. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like most of my friends are actually female, and uh, I've been asked by two other, two other girls in, in, in the past if, when they get married, if I could either be their brides, one of their bridesmaids, or their maid of honor. Now, were were those girls engaged or on their way to getting married? Uh, neither were there yet. The one okay. was in a very serious relationship, but just never got to the point of engagement or marriage. Okay. And the other one, I'm not sure if she was being serious or just a drunk night. Do you think either of those scenarios were real? One, yes. Yes? Yeah. Do you think that she would have forced you to wear a poofy dress? That's my, that's my problem. Okay. Because it's either going to have to be a poofy dress or an, a weird, very feminine colored suit. Hmm. So kind of like... At the end of Mean Girls when they're wearing those matching violet tuxedos? Yeah. See, but here's the thing. I look good in black and I look good in navy blue. You do. You know? I and will I look, attest to this. And I look good in red. Um, you're wearing red right now. Yeah, and, and you're not confirming this, so I'm now I'm concerned. Uh, my mom used to say that the best oh, color- Oh, you look good in red too. Sorry, I didn't realize Too that. late now. Too oh, late. Okay. My mom used to tell me- uh, that I looked good in the color red. The color red looked really complimented me. Rojo. Rojo. I think it's because of the hair. I think the hair and the red. I would agree. You know. And the skin um, tone. The skin tone matters because I wear red and I look like a tomato. So you do not look like a tomato, my friend. Do I look like a like a like a pasta sauce or something at least? Marinara. Because I'd be okay with the with a good marinara sauce with you know, some chunky you know sausage pieces in there. My my concern is that if I ever said yes to one of these offers, that I would be forced to wear a dress or or a you know like an off pink you know tuxedo, mm. and I'm very concerned. Kind of like that. a blush pink. Yeah, yeah. You know something that that like uh, what's his name the um, Smith Schmidt. No, 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 no. Smith. Smith. What the, is Smith? Whoever Smith is. Uh, at least he's smitting. Oh my gosh. Um, no, uh, what's that guy's name? Ross something. He's he's a he's from like uh, E News, but he always wears like really girly. Always wears really girly, you know, looking uh, suits. His name's his name's Math Ross. Ma- Ma- <laughs> his name is Ross Matthews. Oh, that guy. Yeah, and you know he's a sweetheart. I, I've met him a couple times. And I've interviewed him a couple times. He's a great guy. Uh, great I really su- like this neon pink tuxedo. Let me see. Because, see, but it looks good on him. It does. Looks great on him. No, that's like when my last roommate, Maddie, she would do her nails, all these funky colors, like neon yellow and do hot pink. Maddie? And yes, you do. Uh, and Maddie. and like really long acrylic, cool colored nails. But if I tried to do that, I would just look like a weird flamingo. Like it wouldn't be good. 
it would be that it would be very bad. So yeah, so that's my concern. That's one of the reasons why I say I, I've never answered that question. Just because of the suits? Yeah. Well, do you know what else comes with being a bridesmaid? Well, then that's the other thing too. Do I have to go to the bachelorette party? I would assume so. And most bachelorette parties end up with a male stripper. Not, I would not. I would not enjoy that. Not all of them do. Most of them do. Eh. Only like the strangely televised ones. Because what was Carly's bachelorette party? Uh, for Carly's, we got mani pedis, and then fun. We went to Starbucks for coffee. Fun. And then we went to Dave and Buster's. Fun. And then we went back to her parents' house and made fondue and got pizza and played games. And then we went to the other house and we watched the proposal with Sandra Bullock. So let me ask you this. Was that was that a question that you were just curious about the answer to? Or was that like an, a legitimate like, hey, this is what I want in my wedding? Well, you know, I think in my ideal world, I would actually just make sure that you and my future husband are BFF so you could be in the groom's party. Because then you get to wear a suit and I am not compromising. It's going to be black and purple. Those are my colors. <laughs> because last time I almost ended up with gray and navy, which would have been Ew. really pretty. No, it would have been really pretty. But those. Yeah, but that's not moxie. Those, and those were also Carly's wedding colors. So okay. um, black and purple. So And you look good in black. So Yeah, but here's the thing too. If that's the case, I could do a black suit with a purple tie. Exactly. You know, yeah, or or like a, a black suit with a purple shirt, yeah. You know, and that would that would be fine. It, you know, I think it really all depends on how many male friends my husband has, because, because, or how many husbands your male friends have. Uh, that too, no, because you inevitably you end up with issues of how many people are going to walk down the aisle, who's going to be holding arms with who, like a Carly's wedding, whom, whom, whomst. <laughs> Uh, at Carly's wedding, two girls ended up walking with one guy because there weren't enough guys. So if I have enough guy, if I have too many guys and not enough girls, you'll go on the girl's side. If I have not enough guys. What am I, a chess piece? I, kind of. I mean, everyone is in a wedding. That's true. Uh-huh. See, but then here's the other thing too. Like like with your family, like I, the first thing I thought about was like, what would your grandmother say? Uh, <laughs> she would be confused, but she'd go with it. Yeah, I mean, I think she. I mean, I think she'd hand me some lentil soup and be like, "Go sit down." All right. So the answer to answer your question is yes. I'll be your bridesmaid. This is legally binding. I have to be in your wedding now. Thank you very much. We'll be back. Whoa, whoa. With Angie K. Hey. Ah. Uh, our interview with Angie K. Um. It's a great interview. Yeah. Can we talk about this more? We, we're out of time. Oh. We got to get to the Angie K. All right. Well, I would be more excited for Angie K. I am so excited. Actually, she's a wonderful human being, and you all are gonna love this. And we'll be right back after these quick commercial break. Let's go. All right, Moxie. Uh, I'm super, super, I, I, I don't know why. I feel like every time we have a guest on the show, I'm always super, super excited to have them. But this person, I'm really super excited to have. This is somebody who I met uh, through my time on, on The Voice when I worked with The Voice. For, you were on The Voice? I was on The Voice. I, wow. I actually, I won the very, very, very first <laughs> season of The Voice. Wow. Uh, it wasn't televised anywhere. Uh, and, you know, Carson Daly wasn't involved. Adam Levine wasn't involved. Who was? Uh, Who? No one. It was just it was just me. Oh, yeah. okay. And I won. Uh, and anyway, so uh, when I worked with The Voice for, for many, many, many years ago, I, uh, I interviewed our guest today back then multiple times and then she came in the studio my old show 
and uh, now she's got some new music going on. She's she she left California. Mm, uh, I did, which which breaks my heart because she was just a short drive away, and now she's like four day like a four day drive away. Um, and I need to know: Are we going with full last name or initial? What's the official? Yeah, so I I just changed it recently instead of Angie Kielhauer, which is like a German last name, which is confusing because I was you know I born in El Salvador, which is Spanish speaking. <laughs> but wow. um, so we just went ahead. I I opened for Jake Owen for like his his stadium tour, and it was really exciting. But it was so funny because I would stay by the merch table the whole time after the show, and over and over again, people were like so so how what's 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 your last name how do i spell it so finally i was like you know what? i'm gonna make this really easy for people to remember <laughs> me and now it's just angie k and we got everything moved over uh spotify apple music all that so if you just type in angie k my little face just pops right up sweet so welcome angie k to you're my best friend welcome so i thank you so much for doing this <laughs> Yay, best friend. All right. My days start out great. And they, she's like, man, I, I, she's like, I haven't heard from you in two years, and all of a sudden we're best friends? Sweet. <laughs> he does that. Don't no, worry. No, I, it's funny because, you know, before before The Voice, it was I had been touring for two years, and it's hard to get press as an independent musician because every music critic or podcaster is constantly getting requests for, you know, someone to come in and, and, and talk about their music because you desperately want more people to hear it. And uh, so when we were on The Voice and, and Ruben was like, yeah, I'd really like to talk to you. Um, I was so excited and we had a few other podcasters, but I feel like you guys kind of really stuck out because uh, Ruben, you just asked really good questions, like the oh, real thanks. stuff that, that I haven't even thought about in a while. And it was, it was just a really fun podcast. So I was excited to come back and, and do it again. Oh my God, I'm blushing right now. I'm like, he is. I'm I, so like. I can attest to this. Oh man! All right, cool. Well, Andy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we'll talk to you next time because that's <laughs> that's all I needed. That's all I Just needed. Just a terrific lead up to nothing. <laughs> it's not. It's not nothing. It's 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 still very important. Uh, well, let's let's start out with. Um, First of all, if, if you guys want to hear my old interviews with Angie, I think we have like two or three that we did in the past. Uh, head over to multimediamouth.com and just search. We'll search Angie Kilauer if you can figure out the, if you can figure that one out. You deserve a good interview because um, <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a hard time pronouncing her name the first time I interviewed her, and I'm so happy you changed it to Angie K. But I want to I want to start up with where you're at now um, because uh, you, like I teased earlier, you left California. You left me. Uh, I left. You can't leave me. Thank you for that. Uh, and so you left. You're, you're in Nashville night now, correct? That's right. Yeah. So uh, that song that just was released, it was about me and my girlfriend, who was the reason I'm. So my girlfriend met like, gosh, like seven years ago. Well, I, I got my first full time music job, which was on cruise ships. And I talked to you about that in my yeah. first oh, podcast with you. And uh, when I came back a bunch for The Voice, we actually, that was when we started dating because I would take the coaster from uh, LA to, like we were supposed to never leave the hotel. And <laughs> I snuck out and I like would take the coaster because we were right across the street from the coaster and I'd take it all the way down to Encinitas and she'd pick me up and uh, I'd spend the day there. And we never knew if we had the full day or not until like the day started and they send us our schedule. Uh, so I would just sneak out and I had a free day and run down there and see her. And uh, so then I ended up falling in love with Encinitas because who doesn't? Encinitas like North County, San Diego, beautiful, beautiful place to live. And so I lived there and toured full time and for four years. And then I... Like I said, I just started working with uh, Jake Owen's manager, and and my life has drastically gotten really interesting. And uh, and I had to move to Nashville. And my big thing was I wanted her to move with me. And it was a, such a hard journey to even find myself actually asking that question out loud. And that's the song. And and anyone that's had a long distance relationship and and understands those feelings, I think, would connect with it. 
It's 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 a crazy thing because you know I didn't even know that you had left California until you started talking about that song. You know, and I'm just like, I'm like, this entire time I thought you were still in San Diego, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna one of these days I'm just gonna drive down there and be like, yo, what's up? I'm in San Diego. Like, you playing tonight? Like, let's let's hang out. Like, let's get. You'd be like, no, I'm in Nashville, dude. Like, what? Like, what the heck? Um, it's you know, it's the psychology, isn't it? Though, because in, in California we're so close to the beach, but we're right there that like, oh, I'll just go tomorrow. I'll just go tomorrow. Now when I go, because I'm flying across the country, I'm like, I've got to make it to the beach. You know, yeah. I've got to watch the sunset because I'm not there all the time. So I first thing I leave, and all of a sudden I get a call from Ruben be like hey where'd you go <laughs> yeah no seriously it was it was like uh I don't know how long when did you when did you move to Nashville I moved uh I moved like almost a year and a half ago and she okay. moved about six months ago okay so yeah so about three months ago when we started the podcast I yeah. reached out to her and uh and I'm like hey Angie you know I see you're releasing new music like I would love to have you on the, on the new podcast you know what's going on and she's like yeah so I would love to do it you know, and last time she came to Huntington Beach and she was in the studio with oh, us yeah, and she yeah. played some music with us, or for us, not with us, because I don't, I don't have any talent whatsoever. Even though you won The Voice. <laughs> yeah, I was, I won, I won the very first season of The Voice, uh, and uh, and and she's like, yeah, I would love to, but slight, slight change in, in you know, in you know, situation. I live in Nashville now. I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Congratulations. Um, and then of course now she released uh, Leave California, which by the way, Leave California, great. Great reintroduction to you. Um, I feel like it, it's a it's a it's a good evolution of your sound, um, and so we know the the inspiration behind the lyrics. But uh, are you still chasing the, the 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 country music vibe? What's your what are you looking for as far as that uh, the sound goes with you? Because you have, I believe you you and I spoke. You have a pretty wide. Uh, range of of musical mm-hmm. background that you that you can pull from. So what are you what are you trying to pull? Yeah, I know, you know, country music was always kind of like my first love, even just with like Dolly Parton. Like I said, I was born in El Salvador, which is not exactly the country music capital, but, um, well, country music is huge down there. Come on. Speaks, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they wear a lot of cowboy boots, but <laughs> not quite the same. Um, no, but I, my mom loved Dolly Parton, so I love Dolly Parton and, uh, she just seemed so down to earth and was singing songs that were unlike anything else I was hearing. And it was like this kindness and humility of like genuinely wanting people to find the happiness that you found or find the resolution that you found. And I think that's kind of what country music has become. And uh, yeah, you get the bro country stuff and and I'm not like, I think, I think diversity is really important. Like there are times when I like absolutely need bro country in my life. Like I love it. I'm sitting in the back of a pickup. I'm in a, you know, field party. Like I do those things and I enjoy those songs. What I like though is more, a little bit more diverse country. And that's what I hope people get to discover. And that's what I hope to bring people in that think that they don't like country and show them what it's, what it's about. you know, if, if bro country is not for them, I want to show them that there are fantastic the artists and songs that, you know, Chris Stapleton is a perfect example of bringing in people that may not have thought they loved country. And then you hear that intense connection to the soul that he brings and it brings people into the genre. And I believe in the mission and the message of the genre. And I don't think there's a lot of genres that have kind of that unified, you know, it's about family. It's about working hard. It's about, you know, um, you know, building a life and, and, a, and a family and a legacy worth remembering. And I just, I'm so addicted to that feeling and the, and the people that I found in country music that that continuously keeps being my home and what grounds me. So it feels right being here. It is a little bit of a fight sometimes when you're putting out something that doesn't sound like bro country. Um, and people are like, what, what are you doing? Where's the banjo? You know? Mm. 
And so, yeah, so it's like, there's nothing wrong. With it. Actually, in Leave California, there is a banjo. If you hear that, like, doon, 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 that's a, we did not sample a single song on that whole record. It's all actually a lot of country instruments. We just really had some fun with creating the sounds we wanted to. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely a journey and a risk going with the sound that we did. But I really think we found something that connected with people, which at the end of the day is, um, is the reason why I wake up. Every single time we do a podcast, my lawyer calls. I can't believe it. Oh you. my gosh. This is, this oh, is terrible. I think I just lost you. Oh, did you lose us? Are you, there you, you are. Guys? All right. Sorry. I'm getting you're a, back. You're back. I'm getting a call from my lawyer in the middle of a podcast. This happens every single time. And uh, I don't He's even... actually calling because I'm suing you. Oh, this is awkward. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is awkward. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know, um, I think it's. I, we have. Uh, it's been a while since we did this show. Uh, it's been like, what, four or five weeks since we did a podcast yeah it's been a while so we have to get you know, back he's probably into- calling you he's like you know you can't say that you won the voice on your podcast that's probably, <laughs> that's, that's probably why he's calling um but it's time for signature question number one moxie all right so um i love what you're saying about the country vibe and just the family i think that there are so many people who especially like my generation of people it, in their in their mid 20s in their early 20s i i don't know where i'm going with this but are you calling us old no no just there are a lot of young people now who country like that's their music oh, and they okay. really believe in the message and i think that it's awesome that the message of country is getting such it's getting so out there and young people are really starting to appreciate music for more than just like oh, I like going to rock concerts or I like going to raves because I like the environment. Like, they're really enjoying the message of the meaning. And um, on that note, <laughs> I can't I can't speak today. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, you're doing great. <laughs> um, so one of our signature questions is sort of along those lines um, and along the lines of message and lyrics. Okay. Uh, so our uh, Ruben knows where I'm going now. Uh, signature question number one for today is if you had a life quote, what would it be? I think my life quote would be to let the hardest part of your life be the most inspiring part of your story. Mm. Wow. I yeah. love that. Cause I think you've got to believe You've got to believe that it's going to be for a reason and it's not, it doesn't even necessarily has to be because you believe in God or the universe or whatever. It has to be because you're making a decision that it's going to be for something. And if you can't do that, you'll never find your way out the harsh parts of the world because it's, it's hard out there. Like if you haven't, if you haven't been brought down your knees yet, like you will be. And you know, if you already have, you'll probably have a moment that's even worse. And it's just the way that that life works. Like it, it humbles us. And there's always this other side of like true meaning and true purpose on the other side of it. And I think having gone through a lot of, you know, emotions, just, you know, just between the years of, I would say like 20 and I'm 27 now, Mm -hmm. I have experienced so much more life than I have in my whole life. Just being out in the world on my own, touring on my own, I've experienced like loss and, and, and heartache and, and, you know, love and pain and all these things. And, and, you know, I have learned this kindness that I would not have been able to learn how to do Mm. if I wasn't given it in a time that I desperately needed it, if that makes sense. So I think you just got to hang on anyone that's going through a hard time that that's where your the deepest connections of your life will be made off of Mm. the hardest times that you've experienced. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I agree with that 125%. I mean, there's, there's not, 
there's not a thing that like that you can go through that's ever going to like completely destroy you, you know. And, and at the end of the day, they all make you stronger. And then, you know, next thing you know, twenty years later, you're sitting there with some person who's you know twenty years younger than you who's going mm-hmm. through something similar, and you're just like, don't worry, dude. Like you're going to get through it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Here's how I know. <laughs> there's something to be said about the amount of crap that you go through and the amount of grace it allows you to give to others. That's exactly right. Yeah. Like to, it's not just being able to empathize with someone and being able to tell them, Hey, I got out of this. So you can too. It's being able to put yourself in maybe like you don't understand why they're acting the way they're acting. Maybe you don't understand their Mm -hmm. situation, but you can say I've been in this place and I don't know what you're going through, but I know how hard it is, so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a little slack here, and I'm gonna do my best to understand. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of putting it. Like I feel like it lets you cut through all the walls that people build up and and the the fake communication that they put out into the world, and it lets you directly see into their eyes and see that's just somebody going through something. And yeah. it, it it just there's no way you just wake up and, and learn how to do that. You just have to be someone that made a mistake. And that somebody saw past it and saw who you really were to be able to do that for someone else. And it's just it's just part of life. So that's why I think that to me as a writer and as a just a human that like I feel like has changed a lot in the last seven years. I feel like that's the biggest thing that I learned is just I'm still changing. So why not give other people the right to change, too? Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it's it's also important for and this is coming from someone who's never written a song in their life, but I think it's important. Really? I, I, yes. I mean, yes, yes. Uh, I still have a whole album in my head that I'm trying to get worked out, but um, it's you the know. sequel to Hamilton. Yeah, well, not only that, it's but called Jefferson. <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> it's the spinoff. Uh, well, no, then there's also the curse of winning the voice. You never actually release anything after you win. So, oh, uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, so no, but it's true though. It's, it's kind of funny that. A joke around about that, but it seems like everyone who's ever won the voice never does anything. But everyone who gets in, like, you, you, you finished what eighth? Oh gosh, no, I didn't even get to the lives. This oh. is what everybody, you know what? People come up to me at my shows all the time, and they're like, ah, oh, I just love that you won the voice. Like, I was so <laughs> rooting for it. Or, How did it feel to win the voice? And I've gotten to the point where I'm so tired of correcting people that I'm just like. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> just going with it now. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Oh, man. Oh, so you have two winners of The Voice on today's oh podcast. Oh, my gosh. And uh, everybody keeps telling me to audition. Your lawyer's going to call again and be like, you guys can't do this. <laughs> Adam Levine's very upset right now. <laughs> um, no, I don't even know where I was going with that. I had a quite, I had a whole thing that I was going to ask about that. Um, but I guess uh, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna have to recuperate here. Do you have any questions for her? <laughs> yeah. Um, what led you to audition for The Voice? Uh, well, like everybody, you know, if you have a dream and it doesn't seem like there's a solid line from A to B, you you look and you look, and and if you see people on TV getting an award and that meant that they won and they were singers now, like, oh, okay, that's my path. And um, mm-hmm. gosh, why am I forgetting his name? Um, Ruben. The, guy, the head, of, head of the Foo Fighters. Oh, uh, Dave. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl, yeah. Dave Grohl had a quote once that broke my heart because it was after I was on The Voice. And he was basically like talking about how much he didn't like people on The Voice. Um, oh, and I was like, that. oh, that's such a bummer because I love Dave Grohl and I want him to like me one day when I meet him and marry him. I'm just kidding. But like I like <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I looked at I looked up the interview because I was like, there's no way this guy is just like 
I, I love this guy and he's so smart. There's no way he's just angry at everybody that auditions because everybody just has a dream. Hmm. And I was reading through what he said and he was like, he was explaining that so many people aren't believing in the failure it takes, mm. you know, to, to actually become a good artist and a good writer. They're looking at these talent shows like of American Idol and The Voice and, and, and everything else. And they're looking at that and saying, if I don't win that, it means I don't get my dream. Mm. If I don't, if I go to an audition and they don't say yes, it means I don't get my dream. And that is what he was criticizing. And it, and that is very true. Like yeah. there was a lot of people on The Voice that thought after they did well, it was going to be easy. There would be a team there to help them go through all of the bad things and they would never have to suffer alone again. It would just be somebody else's problem and they would just waltz in, you know, people would tell them what hotel to go to. They'd go there, they'd go to their adoring fans and play <laughs> their show and that was that. <laughs> and that's just not how it works. And I had been touring for two years before that and I'm talking like, like I slept in my car. I went from bar to bar from the Florida Keys to New York City. And then in between that for three months, I would get on a cruise ship and play four hours a day, six days a week. And I would sell a, a CD of my music one song at a time, one person at a time. And uh, so when I got on the show and I realized, okay, here's my chance to play in front of, you know, 12 million people. There was no downside. You know, you go play a festival. If you get an opening slot, you don't think like, oh, not every single person in the crowd didn't like adore me. That means I lost, you know? <laughs> and I think on The Voice, people come off the show and they think, I just blew it. I lost my whole dream. And it's like, you just played your song in front of 12 million people and you have all these people that are dying to talk to you. So I like actually would sit at a Starbucks across from the hotel for hours and respond to every single message. Mm -hmm. And then I did this thing where I had, I told everybody to give me their phone numbers and I called probably like hundreds of people just to say thank you for becoming a fan and all that. And what's cool is I kept all those numbers and because they have area codes, whenever I'm in the city, I just send them and send everybody a group text and say, hey guys, I'm playing in the city if you wanna come, you know, tickets are just 10 bucks or something like that. And I'll always plan an after party so that I can see them all. So the, the, the key is- I've never been invited to, to one of your after parties. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played in LA. I played that one Grammy showcase once, um, but I think that's the only time I've ever played in LA. Maybe like a hotel cafe. Have you been to Monday Monday yet? Uh, what what is that? Monday Ugh. Monday Monday. I've I've been to Taco it, Tuesday. Does that? <laughs> oh, I, I, we just lost you there. No, this is this is a side note, but I'm gonna say this because. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, no, yeah, you're good. Okay, good. No, I'll just a total side note on on this whole you know what happened with the voice thing, but. If you live in LA or ever come to visit LA and you're a music fan, which you are because you're listening to this podcast, there's a really cool thing that happens every Monday. It's at the Hotel Cafe, really small little intimate venue. Um, and it's just all songwriters and they go up, tell you the story behind the song and play one or two songs. And it is the most, it's the coolest songwriter community I found in LA. And if you're new and you're trying to get plugged in, that is the place to be. If you're already plugged in, that's the place to be. Uh, but yeah, Monday, Monday is a great place to plug into the city and, and talk to other people that are just really passionate about writing. I've met some of my, my best friends in L.A. Through, through going to that. Uh, Moxie, I think it's time for signature question numero dos. All right. So uh, Ruben mentioned that he had not been to Monday, Monday, but he had been to Taco Tuesday. So Taco Tuesday. Uh, Angie, what is your favorite taco if you had to pick carne asada oh i love her to death (laughs) yeah i like i like carne asada you know what's weird though is here in friggin nashville 
This is the only time I'm ever going to hate on the city. <laughs> you ask for a carnias or just a, like a beef taco. They don't do shredded beef. It's a ground beef. What? I know. I'm so confused. I'm like, no, 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 no. These are like legit taco places and they don't know what I'm talking about. And then half of them have no idea what hot carrots are. What? And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm sending you a care package. Yes, yeah, I could use package? a carrot package. Uh, hot carrots and shredded beef. <laughs> it's a carrot yeah, package. I'm, I'm sure that'll do great, you know, packaged over, over the country. I'm oh, yeah. Sure. I'm sure. Uh, well, you know what? I'll just singer I'll, dies from package from <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> oh, hey, great! Pu- is gonna call again. <laughs> great, great publicity. No, uh, not great publicity. Hey, people, people, they're gonna listen to the podcast. We'll make a couple dollars off of it. And, a couple dollars. Yeah, you know, you never know. It'll pay for the shipping. Um, Angie, I know you are always always playing shows, and I and we we talked briefly. You said you had a couple shows that you wanted to talk about coming up. Um, so I want to give you a chance to, to plug any shows that you have that you would like to uh, like to promote, and, and I encourage our listeners to go out if you are in the Nashville area uh, or planning on flying to Nashville or any of the areas in which she's playing to, to go check her out. She's she's awesome, she's incredible, uh, and, and I definitely recommend uh, going and listening to Angie play. So so tell us a little bit about where you're playing and, and a little bit more about these shows you got coming up. Yeah, I'm play. I'm playing at. Uh, I'm playing. I play here in Nashville. Uh, if you're in town, just DM me and I'll tell you like the local bars that I play at. I usually don't post those, but I am playing in, in Lyle, Illinois. I'm playing in Mitchell, South Dakota. I'm actually opening for Trace Atkins nice. uh, in Texas. Uh, you can find it all if you look at uh, AngieKOfficial.com. Hold on, hold on. I gotta stop you. You just okay. you just casually said, just like like nothing. Oh, I'm opening up for Trace Atkins. <laughs> like. Yeah, I'm really excited about that show. Like, like, can you imagine like me being like, "Oh yeah, hey Moxie, uh, Ryan Seacrest gonna be on the show next week." Like, oh, like you cool. imagine, imagine how that's that's what nice. that sounded like. Like, what? That's awesome. How did <laughs> well, that happen? You know, it's, so it's been pretty wild. I told you I moved to Nashville because I got signed to an amazing management company. It's also you know Jake Owen's manager, and so I after I went on tour with Jake Owen, uh, I signed to an awesome agency called UTA. Uh, they I've played, I've opened for Tanya Tucker, I've opened for Clint Black, I've opened for. Um, uh, gosh, just a lot of of pretty big names: Chris Jansen, um, wow. Jacob Davis, like just a lot of a lot of big, big uh, country artists. And uh, that's been that's been pretty a pretty unreal experience just to get to see. It's funny because I'll drive my Prius to wherever I'm supposed to go, and I'll just park <laughs> it in between like these huge tour buses, <laughs> and people are so confused. They're like, "Oh, so who's that?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm the opener." Because a lot of people bring their own tour bus, but I'm like, I could save a lot of money, and I just drive my Prius into the hotel. <laughs> right. So, because uh, I play, I play solo most of the time, and save on a lot of travel. That's easy. But actually, that Trace Atkins, I'll be playing with with a trio, so that one's gonna be really fun. Oh, nice. cool. Nice. Yeah. So, and when when's but, that? When and where? That one is. Uh, August 24th and you can get you can see every place I'm playing on angiekofficial.com and what's even cooler is if you click on tour on my site angiekofficial.com uh, you can just click one button so that you can track me and whenever I'm near your city whatever I'm in LA or in New York wherever you are it'll send you a little notification saying hey Angie just posted a show in your area um, nice. and that way you don't miss me when I come to town yeah nice so but when 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 and where was uh, the Trace Atkins thing uh, that's going to be in Mitchell, South Dakota, at a place called the Corn Palace. Very exciting. August twenty fourth. Uh, Moxie, you want to go? You, you want to go to South Dakota? I totally want to go to the Corn Palace. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Now uh, you released uh, "Leave California" about what two months ago now, mm-hmm. and you just did another. 
And can I say really quickly, I listened to that song. What am I, just chop liver here? Yes. Okay. No, uh, it's uh, ground beef, actually. Ground, ground beef, all right. <laughs> um, I listened to Leave California, and I love the vibe of the song, but initially, like, your voice hit me, and I was like, who the hell does she sound like? And I, <laughs> I, it sounded like, and this is not a bad thing, this is actually a really good thing, you sound like a mix, like your voice is like somewhere between Miley Cyrus and Haley Williams from Paramore. It's so fun. First of all, I love Haley Williams. Uh, it's Who so doesn't? funny you say that about Miley Cyrus because I actually had to get asked by somebody, like one of the one of the, the production guys on The Voice. So Miley was one of my like advisor people for one of the rounds on The Voice. Nice. So she was she wasn't a coach. I was on Team Blake, but she had come back. This is before she had become a coach. Later, uh, she was just a special advisor, mm-hmm. and she came on the show, and uh, we were talking back and forth, and she was really actually. I didn't think I, I was going to connect with her that much just because she, she was kind of in her wild phase at that yeah. time. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't, I thought she was awesome. I just didn't, I didn't know how, what, how it was going to go. Mm-hmm. And she actually ended up being one of my favorite people I met on the show. Like she was really serious and I really wanted to rearrange the song um, because it just didn't feel right. And she turned around and she just told the band, Hey, you guys need to learn the way she wants to do it. And that was really cool. Nice. Um, and she was just really active and in it and genuinely wanted to hear what my thoughts were, which which were really cool, was really cool. So I liked her, but we would talk back and forth, and we have the same kind of low register in our voice. And one of the people that was was miking us had to come and ask, "Hey, this line right here, when you guys were talking, was that you or Miley?" Because I couldn't oh. hear the difference between our points. Wow! <laughs> wow! And I was I thought that was silly, and then when I heard it back, I was like, "Dang, we do sound like the same freaking person, like when we talk." It's Crazy. Yeah, because you both have like the low speaking voice, which mm-hmm. is not not common for women. And no. <laughs> then you got the tiny little twang too. So from from El Salvador. Yeah, from El Salvador. Yeah, yeah. That's how we talk uh, down there. You know those country girls in El Salvador. Yeah, you, they're they're running wild down there. Um, Luke Bryan needs to write a song about country girls in in, in El Salvador. Like, yeah, that's, that's just, right. Call it El Salvador Country. No. Let's, I love it. Let's or not, not do that. Okay, um, I'll stick with rock. But I was going to say, you you released another song on on YouTube on I think Friday. Uh, yeah, last Friday yeah. or a few Fridays ago when this comes out. But yeah, I uh, I put out a brand new song. So the way the music industry here works is you have to be careful about releasing a song because you're always going to invest a lot of resources in it when you're like kind of in the place that I am. Um, and so what I like to do is when I love a song and it's more of a ballad and it may not be something that we're pushing you know it's we're never gonna push this to radio or like to go but it's like one of those songs that like man if somebody connects with this they connect with me and I would love to feel um that kind of person come into my life I guess and so I wrote this it was almost like a a lullaby-ish song and uh, the chorus is just like, come home and dance with me in the dark. I wrote it while I was like laying on my back looking at the stars on a sailboat in Greece after a European tour. And I just had this overwhelming feeling of like grounding. It was just a lot of like huge emotions. And I started kind of tethering together this song and ended up becoming something that just I could not get out of my head. And so I, I started singing it and singing it and singing it. And finally, like, oh, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a really cool video out of this. And I recorded it live on this mic actually, 
um, and put up like twinkle lights and everything and, and set the mood. And honestly, I, that is probably one of my favorite songs I've written in a while, just because it just feels so good to me to say something mm. the way you want to say it and to like relive that feeling again. So if you want to go check that out, you can just type in Angie, uh, Kilhauer. If you can just remember K E I Angie K E I on YouTube, the song is called all I see is you. It's a great song. I, I listened to it the other day like three times and really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Moxie, it's time for our final signature question. All right. So, signature question number tres today. <laughs> okay. I'm learning Spanish by Not doing well, this podcast. Okay. I'm working on it. Um, signature question number three is the reason this podcast is a, is a thing and I can't, I can't speak English very well, so I don't know why I'm learning another language. Um, number three is, can you have more than one best friend? Outside of your significant other. I like how you always... I guess it's a, I think it depends on what your life looks like. Because I'm gone all the time. So what, what my answer to that question would be would be very different from someone who lives in a community, goes to church every Sunday, um, you know, does school. Like if you're in environments where you're always around the same people, sure. If you're not, then it is going to take a lot more of an effort. And then your time, especially when you're traveling, is just it's it's weighed differently, you know, because it's like, well, am I going to get like, you know, four hours of sleep tonight or am I going to, you know, text or whatever? I think the big thing to me, instead of like putting people in categories like this is my best, best friend, this is this friend, this is whatever, is just if your gut feeling tells you to be there, be there. Mm. Like if, if it hurts you to not be there, then you need to make a decision to be there, you know? And, and that's what I think I've made my decision because I have four sisters and I have a big family. It c- takes a lot of commitment. And, uh, and we kind of naturally always done that. And I didn't realize it until I got older and I realized not everybody had that, like situations like graduation or and you, you, we can't do all of these things. We can't always make the big the big events. But if you're unsettled when you realize you can't make a wedding or you can't make a birthday, then maybe you should try a little harder to do it. And if you can't do it, maybe do something special for that person to let them know that they're important uh, to you and that, you know, being there was a bummer to, to not be able to make it. Um, so I think it's more just uh, a commonsensical, like, if this person means something to you to the point where you can't miss a life event, then there's there's something there and you need to to make sure that they know that they're loved and they're important to you and that they are a priority whether or not you can make a specific event or whatever. I feel like it's a really offhanded answer to that question. But. So the answer is no, you cannot. <laughs> the answer is yes. No, no, you cannot have yes. one one best friend in your life and that's this is this is why we have problems, Moxie. Yeah, but, well, I mean, wait, Ruben, I have a question. Are yeah. you are you an only child? No, I'm the youngest of Nine. <laughs> Nine. Are you close with your siblings? No. Uh, I see. So you feel like you had to like kind of, because Marissa, my girlfriend, grew up and she really had to make her friends. Like she had to go out in the world and make her friends and her family, whatever, because she was, it was just her and her mom for the mm-hmm. most part, for mm-hmm. most of her life. And uh, and I, I'm curious because if you felt the same way, like you had to go out and create your own family, you're likely to have stronger relationships, you know, like the ones that you could leave for two years and still come back to. Um, versus someone like me who honestly my best friends are my sisters they've yeah. always been there like I'm they're always like I'm one of the first to call them they'll call me um, so I never had to go out in the world and make 
those friendships. And I never had to worry about someone abandoning me or changing their mind, mm, you know? That's true. Because I always had that core. So I think that plays into it too, whether or not you have a big family group or not. Because you'll be more willing if you don't have a family group to to invest in those relationships outside. You know, it, it's it's weird because I have a massive family. I mean, a, a huge family, but I'm not close to pretty much anyone in my family. And the people that I'm closest with are the ones that are out of the country. You know, which is which is weird and ironic. Um, that is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a weird person. We we can probably talk about this off air. Isn't it um, ironic? Be, dollar in the jar. I'm sorry. First time of the new season. <laughs> Um, but it, it's just, it's just a weird thing because yeah, I, I'm the youngest of nine, but you know, the last people I call for big life events are usually, you know, my siblings, like the last person I would ever call is my brother when something good happens, you know, and, or even when something bad happens, the last person I call is, is my brother. Usually the first person that I call, um, is sitting across the table from me. So, which is, which is a weird thing, even though Aww. she's not my best friend. So uh, <laughs> I got two awes, and then neither one of you guys heard what I actually said after the fact. So, <laughs> uh, but tell everybody where they can find you on social media, um, because I, I truly, 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 I don't say this just because she's on the phone uh, or not. Sorry, she's in studio. Is she in studio? What are we doing? Are we trying to say she's in studio? Yeah, or, she's in studio here. Uh, no one will ever know the difference because it sounds great. Um, but uh, you know, Angie is probably one of my favorite people that I've ever met off the Voice, and somebody who I've continuously followed. So. Go and listen to her music. Everything is is everything that she releases is is fucking fantastic. Uh, pardon my language. The first cuss word of the season. The first cuss word of we're the, gonna bleep that one. No, we're not. I'm making uh, an executive decision. No, we're, we're not. gonna bleep that. We're one. We're not fucking bleeping that one. Oh my gosh, <laughs> two of them now. Um, but Angie, I, I want I want our listeners to follow you. So tell everybody where they can find you on social media. <laughs> on social media, if you remember Angie and then K E I. You'll find me. My face will pop up. Just remember Angie and then K-E-I. And I actually, I really do check my DMs every day. Uh, Facebook, I'm a little slower at, but I uh, I would love to hear from you and um, and connect. Awesome. And her phone number is, uh, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Angie, thank you so much for doing this. this. This came together last minute, but I, I really appreciate uh, you doing this for us and being a part of our new season. And uh, next time you have a song coming out, please send it my way. I would love to, to promote it as well. Yes, please. Will do. Thanks, guys. Thanks I'll, for having me. Also, come back to L.A. sometime soon. Let's go to the beach. Oh, I will. Can't stay away for too long. Let's go to the beach, and we'll get you some real carne asada tacos. And, um, <laughs> Sorry. I'm what? in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. All right. All right. Well, we, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. And welcome back to You Are My Best Friend. Ruben, what did you think of that interview with Angie and, and Angie? Can I do that again? Yes, please. <laughs> well, I'm gonna keep the original in anyway. Okay, but. cool. And welcome back, Ruben. What did you? What? <laughs> this is why you don't get to do the. In- this is why you don't get to do the intro. Did I, I do that right? I no, you didn't. <laughs> I practiced the intro. Do you want to hear the intro? No, I can do the intro no. so well. Bring us back from commercial. Three, two, one, action. And welcome back to You're My Best Friend. We just had the most amazing interview with Angie Kay of The Voice, touring uh, country artist, touring singer, touring performer. Ruben, what did you think of Angie Kay's interview? I thought it was great. I think I love Angie so much. I mean, if you literally, if you go over to, uh, to multimediamouth.com and search Angie, you can find all of our, our old interviews. She and I have have talked so much over the years, um, and she's probably one of my favorite people to talk to. She's just so genuine. So genuine. She's real. She's straight up with you. She doesn't doesn't 
BS. She doesn't sugarcoat. She just tells it how it is. Yeah, she does. The world so, needs more people like her. Yes, absolutely. Go to uh, go to iTunes or Spotify or, or Apple Music or wherever Somewhere. you get music from. Uh, go to YouTube and watch the music video for uh, Leave California. It's a great song. Uh, we played a bit of it. Uh, did you have a chance to listen to it at all? I did. You did, right? You know, her voice is incredible. Um, yeah, you said something about like it being like Miley Cyrus and Joan Jett or something. Not, not Joan Jett. Uh, it, her voice, it struck me as a couple of things. Uh, I mean, at first I was like, kind of the consonants, I was like, Celine Dion. But then I realized it's she sounds like a cross between Miley Cyrus and Haley Williams of Paramore, which for anybody who likes either of those two artists, that's a really cool combo. So you yeah. got to check her out. Go check her out. Support local uh, small musicians. Uh, <laughs> That sounded so bad. I know. Support local small musicians. As opposed to the, you know, non-local large musicians. <laughs> you know, if they're, if they're, if they're five, seven or above, you don't support them. Oh, well, I guess I'm out of luck. <laughs> I'm no, out you're of in, luck. You're in luck. You're only like five, two. Yeah. Oh, you said if they're five, seven, then don't support yeah, them. Yeah, five, seven or above. Ah, got them. it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, if, if only that was all it took. Right? Mm. Yeah. Dollar in the jar. And we are out of time. I don't know. I'm working on my radio voice. I can tell, but this isn't the place to practice. Hey, right before we go, we okay. never decided on something. Uh-oh. Is this episode one or episode 16? Because that is vital to my Spanish learning, and I need help. Well, technically speaking, this is... Episode one of season two. Okay. But it's also overall episode number 17. That is 16, true. 16, sorry. That is, that is true. So Technically 16.5. So technically it's... It's Choose Your Own Adventure. Episode numero... On, wait. No. Crap. Episode numero uno de... Season dos. <laughs> that, okay. Or it's episode numero 16. My name's Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann, and, and I can't speak Spanish. And we are going to have some cheesecake. Yes, we are. And, uh, oh, this is going to be weird for people who listen to this on Monday <laughs> at like 6 a.m. Like, what are they doing getting cheesecake at 6 a.m.? Hey, it's never also, too early for cheesecake. Also, if anyone who's actually thinking this is done in real time, we need to talk to you about how podcasting works. <laughs> Yeah, because we're definitely not in a garage in our pajamas right now. People are going to think we're actually part in a garage. Part of that's true. This is not pajamas. This part of this is part of it is a true statement. This I got this at Ross. Just because it's soft doesn't mean it's pajamas. You are discriminating against soft manufactured clothes, and I don't like it. Okay, social justice warrior. <laughs> Hashtag find blue sweater guy. Please. Uh, I'm going to do the outro again because we kind of messed it up. I'm sorry. Do it. So my name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And we are out of time. Oh, I thought you were going to. Okay. I was going to try and it didn't work. You want to do it again? Let's try it one more time. One more time. All right. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And we are, are out, out of time. time. There we go. That's perfect. Woo! Yeah, High five. You, you, you. You did it. I did it. You did something. Oh, wow. For the first time in my life. I'll leave it at that.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.